126-96 is the final. We are the Bulls Outcasts here on Hot Mike. Also find us uh, on the Ball on Bulls podcast uh, feeds, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as that YouTube channel where we're streaming live right now. That's Big Dave Watson. That's John Sabine. I'm at Peck. Hope you all had a great New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, not a great way to end New Year's Day and not a great way to start the new year for the Bulls. Um, but, you know, we were kind of talking about it a little bit in the fourth quarter. To me, this is just the story of a team that's a lot less good than the Bucks playing the Bucks in their third game in four nights and the second night of a back-to-back. Like, just bad. Just take this game tape and just throw it in the yeah, trash. You, yeah, I, I, I gave up on it early. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this game's over. I see what's going on. Because when you're like the Bucks and – you know, you weren't playing good because honestly, the Bucks were not playing good. They weren't playing well, but you're better than your competition in the Bulls. And even though they weren't playing well, they still were hitting the three point shot. They still had Giannis because when they came out in that third quarter, like all good teams do, when they come out in that third quarter and they just ran them out the gym, and Giannis said, "Oh yeah, I'm at everybody, I got two MVP trophies. I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm I'm bigger than Patrick Williams. You saw the play where he put Patrick Williams on his behind, just when he you know boxed into him." Like you saw those things happen, He's and so He's so had, good. Yeah, I had no issue with it. Honestly, like I was completely comfortable because it lets you know. It lets me know these past three games. Let me know we're not the worst team in the East, but we're nowhere near the best team in the East. No. And I'm completely comfortable with that. Me too. And I, there, I think this is tough because I just think it's we just have a weird configuration on this team that's not right. Like I was telling before you were gone, I told. Heck, it's like we we have like three elbows on a body. Like that's what it feels like. And and I don't think that, and all the elbows are fine if they were on different bodies. You know, yeah. like and it, I, the Bucks are they should beat us, but we also should be competitive. And I think that's that's where I feel like if people are mad, they're allowed to be mad because being down thirty regularly. Is unacceptable in the NBA. You're allowed to lose all the time. You're not allowed to be down by 30 and not competitive. That's where the line is drawn. Like these are pros. Be a pro. And I think we should have lost people who are like, that's yes, but also I understand I understand people who are mad. It's not naive to be mad to be to consistently be down by 30 in games. Um Yeah. Especially considering I mean, we played that Bucks team even for a half, yes. for three quarters, yes. multiple times last season. Arch. And we Arch, were theoretically Arch is on Giannis. So. Well, we didn't have Arch tonight, man. We didn't, we didn't have Perfect. our guy. Hutch, dude. Of course, Hutch is the one with COVID. It's perfect. Dude, right? I, I didn't know if I could make that joke. No. Is it out of bounds no. to joke about COVID? I know it's a horrible, serious thing, uh, and a lot of people that you know, are monk. struggling with it. But I was like, if there was a bull to get COVID, dude, it would totally dude, be hot. He, he's Monk from the show Monk. Like, he's that dude is like patient zero for like, there will be <laughs> something called the Chandler Hutchison syndrome. Like, like I, but if it's a medical thing, Hutch is like, I got it. Let me try it out. <laughs> Hutch is like, Hutch is, Hutch is, has a black card, blue, blue cross, blue shield. Like, <laughs> he, he, he is Platinum Alliance member, Blue Claw, Blue Claws, Blue Shield. That dude, that guy, I'm right this way, Mr. Hutchinson. Dude, he is he is, he is like Hova when it comes to health insurance. <laughs> the Hova of healthcare. He's the Hova. Oh my God, the Hova. Of 
but I hope it gets better. But, but like, of course, it was either him or Denzel, of course. Right. Uh, yes. Or, you know, if he were oh, still on God. this team, Chris, I mean, he's, he's already out. Um, we right. should have returned yeah. him. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, tip. Appreciate you. Please. Tips are always welcome. And appreciate we lost so many jobs because um, of this COVID. Right. <laughs> tips I, uh, I think the thing, you know, John, you said like this will be an eight minute post game show. What is there to talk about? I think tonight, like, yes, all of the context that I ran through as far as back to back, three and four nights were bad. They're good. Just the inability for the Bulls yeah. offense to do anything tonight. Um, like, you know, they, 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 they were held to 40 at half and then they managed to, I think, pour in like 35 points in the third quarter to, to, to make it somewhat more respectable final score wise, uh, at least their point total. But, you know, we were talking about it via text during the game. They, they couldn't run an offense against this Bucks team. The Bucks were playing some zone. They were playing some man and it didn't matter. The Bulls were running pick and rolls that went nowhere. And let me get in on my guy real yes. quick. Uh, it was Kobe White. Because uh, he was not good at tonight at all. Uh, going four of 13 from the field, one of five from three with four turnovers, but you had three assists. That's never good at all. And he looked, you know, just discombobulated. And he just didn't, he, just, he didn't look sure of himself on several things. Like he's always a sure guy when it comes to shooting. And he looked some, somewhat confused on some of those shots. But I know he's still figuring out how to be a facilitator and some of those things. But, you know, a point guard in a lot of those occasions I saw would cure a lot of your L's on, a, on quite a few of those plays that was going on. So, yeah, I'm not. No, no. He, he deserves the criticism for sure tonight because he was not good. And, and yeah, he deserves all, all of the criticism that he's going to get. I agree. I, I, I mean, I love his confidence. I love his confidence. I really do. I have a question. So you, we said we scored 40. We did score 40 points in the first half. So I have a question. I think we are underestimating how weird this season is. Okay. And how, like, the Heat get, you know, get blown out by the Bucks. They The Bucks set the three-point record with them and then with us. The Heat played tonight. They scored 31 in the first half. I'm going to tell you right now, it wasn't because of the Mavs' stellar defense. Like, <laughs> it, it's... <laughs> John, that Mavs defense is just so impenetrable. It has to be because nothing could be worse. But like they scored thirty-one and a half. I I think like it's gonna it's really of us and people who talk about NBA and people who have their piece of NBA, like people who, who follow it, are gonna have to like really fix how they. I just think it's it's so there's been so many blowouts that are weird already. Yeah, I don't know why there's security at the game. I don't know why there's cops and security there. That's weird. Like, uh, as my wife pointed out, she's like, why are there cops there? I was like, unions. Uh, but, but like, I, I, so we did, we we're down 30 and we only scored 40. I do think like there's this weird, like in a normal season, we score that's 48 points. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and it doesn't feel, it's not as bad as it looks is what I'm saying. In the okay. same way that like, you know, because it's a 72-game win season, win losses are going to be weighted. There's been so many weird blowouts, like the Clippers. Like, there's been like two 50-point halftime margins this this season, and it's a it's it's ten days old. Right. Like, I do feel like yeah. we have to take this forty points. Granted, they're bad. That's not not to change our opinion, 
But do you, I have a question for you. Do you think there's a grain of salt aspect to this? Uh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. I mean, I, I think you you have a good point when you're talking about just this season being weird. They had a short offseason. They had a short training camp. They had a shortened preseason. Some teams chose to have even fewer preseason games than, like, the mandated number. Um, and, like, yes, because of that, I think you're going to see some nights – and some games this season that are just like the one team for whatever reason, not having it. Do, weird do you think travel, you've seen uh, games you know, that are in, that are weird in a way that's like more than you expected? I guess that's also my question so far. Cause I, in my opinion, I'm, I think it's already over what I expected and it's over, over the weirdness that you expected. You mean like the lopsidedness of games. Okay. Okay. And how um, like home court doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, those those factors are changing a lot of things. And that's why I, I asked that question uh, to Will in the preseason. Like, does it change how you judge certain players this season because of, you know, people not being in the stadium, playing the playoffs in a bubble, and, you know, seeing guys like Cameron Payne, you know, have a breakout performance in the bubble because no one was there. You know what I mean? Like, does it change how you're looking at players and how you're evaluating certain things? And I, honestly, I think it does a little bit because I don't think certain guys would be performing like this, you know, with the weight of the crowd on their shoulders. Some people perform better under crowd pressure. Some people perform worse under it. We've seen it. That's like, what it is. We can look heat, at Paul bu- bu- Bubble heat it. doesn't make the finals with all those no. rookies with, with crowds. No, and, and – and yeah, it's stuff like that because I hate when people say, "Man, the Lakers should feel like they should win two titles because of all the things they went through." I'm like, "So what you saying? The Heat should be the greatest, you know, Eastern Conference performers ever because they played them in the finals?" You know, like what? What are you saying? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Um, it cha- it it changes things. Like the Heat don't beat Milwaukee, you know, if they're playing them straight up and they have home court advantage and and stuff like that. They don't beat right. them like that. Like it's not a domination. A Pfizer. Don't don't tell our dear friend a lot of that because she and all those heat culture people were clawing I mean, face. They scored thirty one in the first half tonight. Thirty one. Yeah, if, right. If factors that, in. That's like yeah. late nineties. I mean, mm-hmm. NBA score. And I, I, I'm I do think there's been enough like weird lopsided games where I'm like, this is weirder than the bubble to me. Mm. It's weirder, I, and I did not right. expect that. And it makes sense because of travel. Like, oh, it's travel. Like, and I do think mm-hmm. it actually home teams have a disadvantage because, like, the road teams, like, if you're if it, if it's not back to backs, you're home. You're in the hotel. You're like, I, right. all I have to do is play this game. There's no distractions. Right. <laughs> but if you're home, you're like, I gotta fucking yeah. take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> that's annoying. Like, you have other stuff. You're like, li- you're like living stuff. Yeah, trash out. Yeah, hang oh, out with my God. kids. Um, I like so. I don't think the the Bulls necessarily have this as an excuse of like, oh, it's Agreed. weird. The blowout losses Agreed. are happening around a lot, but it's because they've now been blown out in three of their. They've losses. been down twenty more than they haven't. Like, right. You know, we we've gotten the thirty point deficit alert tweet from Casey Johnson God. three times so far this season. Thirty and we've points played six is so games. much worse than twenty points too. And 20 points is trash. (laughs) It's not good. It's not right. Um, I just like, I just think that there is a bigger picture to look at. Uh, You know, T. Foolery said no more excuses for this Bulls team. We can't keeping, we can't keep giving these guys excuses. 
I don't like, first of all, it depends on who you mean when you say these guys, the players, I think we're all learning that the players are what they are. And some of the players that we wanted to have higher ceilings, maybe don't have those ceilings, but we're also not throwing in the towel and saying, I'm a hundred percent certain those ceilings don't exist six games in to a new coach and a new system. When they spent the last year and a half backtracking under Captain Dumbfuck, so like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of patience. I agree. <laughs> so, agree. Who's the who is the close who who is if you were to put money on one Bulls player to be an All Star, who would you put money on? Zach Levine. I put on Lowry. Okay. I think Zach is more like like I, I think Zach is closer to All Star level right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll ever get there because I just don't. I think it's really tough for guards. Like, and, no, I mean, like in general, this season, I, just, or just oh, I, didn't, I want one all star, like just one all star oh. in five years. Oh, oh, okay. What? Yeah, that's that's just once. Yeah, much different. But content. I think I would put my money on Lowry over Zach, which is weird because Zach is better right now. I don't think it's weird at all. Uh, I mean, you you got a seven foot guy that you know is athletic and can shoot the ball. Who was actually having what a twenty and seven season? A good season, right? Yeah, he he was being signed. They were making him the focal point of the offense, uh, with the starters and with the bench. When you know when he would be playing center, they they ran so many plays for him when he was playing center, and and we didn't think he could play center, but we're like, hey, if I got a good coach in there that can scheme it right, he can be a center on this team. So yeah, yeah we we were just getting into you know the book of Lowry. And I'm a little sad that it had to stop, you know, for a second because I was quite enjoying what, what I was seeing from him. I don't, I don't think it's crazy what a you're saying. Bright spot, but yeah, yeah. And he did look good in in the stretches of those games before that. You know, hopefully this absence of his because he was, you know, exposed to Hutch who was positive, and now he and the other three guys are just kind of, you know, isolating. They, I did see they were able to travel back to Chicago on a plane so together. Not, uh, they, they left Hutch oh, in DC to quarantine. And the other, the other ones came back, and now they are in isolation, going through their protocol. Uh, but you know, before that, it was Lowry aggravating a calf, and it was like, oh my god, like we're going to have another, you know, re-aggravating kind of injury for Lowry this season because he's been plagued by that in so many different ways. The you know, the oblique, the side, the hip, the the elbow, all this shit. And you're like, no, I, give me a healthy Lowry season, please. Um, but to your point about All-Stars, yeah, I, the the guard thing is, is in particular a, a good point, John, because I think in general there are so many talented guards. And this season, at least, if Zach stays in the East – Westbrook just came to the east. Uh, t- to the east, Drew Holiday just came to the east. Oh, Kyrie Kyrie's Irving, so you know, back playing. I love Kyrie. Like it's it's gonna be hard to get a all star. We, like, we all agree we like Kyrie, and he's still chaotic neutral, and he's not yet chaotic evil yet. And we can just—he's not evil. No, I, he's chaotic I neutral. He's he, never didn't like him. But, there, but like I think him. the hate he gets—he's not Kanye yet. Like he's not evil. Like he's still just doing weird things, and it's just weird. And then he'll get him back. And then he pays for people to like go to college and shit. Like, I think we should like Kyrie. He does sage. Like, he makes things interesting. It's so fun. Go, go, back, go, back. I I won't deny that Kyrie has done some good deeds and is a good Samaritan in some of those ways. He he gets none of my time. I can't. Is it the world? If he believed the world is round, would you like him more? Because I would. 
<laughs> no, no, because to me, like that's that is one in a sea of examples did of Kyrie like, being a little bitch. Did you like the sage just, stuff? Dude, stop. When he burned sage. Oh, I love the sage thing. No. I thought it was so funny. No, you know why I don't like it? Because you know who invented that? Phil fucking Jackson. You but don't get Phil to do that. Okay, that's Phil's thing. It's not. Well, Phil won. That's that's why there it feels yeah. for his team. Kyrie's a champion. No, Phil's for his team. Like you heard the oh, second. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little it's a little different. You know what I mean? Like with that. I, I think like I find myself not liking Kyrie like in a, in like the first second I hear something about him. And then when I think about it, I go, John, why don't you like that? <laughs> and then and then I like you're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> so like my first instinct I think is you you, Matt. And then I'm always like, no. But if he was on my team, I think I wouldn't like him. <laughs> but if Westbrook wasn't on my team, I don't think I'd like him. And I love Westbrook. Dude. Yeah, there are lots of players like that. Um, yes. You know, Rondo oh, yes. is a great example. Oh, my God. Legend. Rondo you might know. be the first team all you love when he's not on your team t- guy. I'm di- I love Rondo here. Right. I'm the I, minority. One of my favorite fools of all time. Like second favorite bowl of all time, Joakim Noah is on that list. No, if he's your teammate, you no, love him. If he plays for your Rondo. Team, you love him. Oh, I thought you meant if Rondo's on your team, you don't like him, and if he's on your team, you like. Oh, Ky- like, <laughs> oh, no, Kyrie no, Westbrook are all time. Like that. I love them. If they're on my team, I probably don't like them. Rondo, I, I can speak you. from experience, yeah. is also first team, and I, <laughs> I thought for sure on the bowl. For but both of your I, teams. I, I, if he's on my team, I hate him. Bulls and Mavs, hate him. If he's on another team, I'm like, I'm like playoff Rondo, dude, undefeated. Loved it. He was playoff Rondo when he was here. I loved yeah. it. It was great. He was playoff He did not get his playoff money uh, from the Dallas Mavericks. He was so bad. They did not give him his money. That's never happened in the history of the NBA, ever. That's never happened. No, John, John, I've read your think pieces that on this. Like. I think of that. That's <laughs> never happened. <laughs> like, J.J. Barea was like, no. Pretty remarkable. Guys, do you have any bright spots that you wanted to point out from tonight's game? Anything yeah. you saw? A play, one player who had a decent game. Uh, you know, Moses. let's maybe try and end on a, a note that is something other than another uh, thirty-point loss. Uh, my bright spot was Wendell Carter Jr. Yes, uh, for me, and because okay. listen, and, and I'm and I'm gonna get and I'm gonna give the positive and negative on this, and I'm gonna start with the bright spot. I like the fact that he was comfortable. He started looking confident as the game went on. Um, he he became less afraid to, to take his shots. I liked him in the pick and pop. I enjoy. I think that's an easy eight to ten points for him a game if he just gets comfortable with the pick and pop. Like it's so simple, free throw line extended jumper for him. Like he's very comfortable shooting that, and you kind of saw it tonight uh, happening out there. Um, the negative on it was the the three point shot he passed up that Temple gave it back to him. Like what are you doing? Shoot the ball. I, the, the slow-mo replay of Temple whipping it back oh at him God. and yelling it at him. frustrated me <laughs> because I'm like, this is what, your third year in the league? And, and I got to tell you stuff like this? Like, I need you to know that it's okay for you to miss a shot and to make a mistake. And I, and I understand what right. you went through because of, of the person who was here previously. Right. I understand, but stepdad is telling you, and obviously he believes a lot in you. Because he continues to put you out there, even though I think Dan Gavin should be out there. He continues to put you out there. And so I want you to be more comfortable in what you're seeing. But 
he for me was that lone bright spot because I saw him make plays where I'm like, yes, that's a basketball play. Yes, thank you for making a basketball play. Thank you for keeping the floor balanced. Thank you for moving on both ends of the court. So I'll give it to Wendell. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I see your point there as far as like that particular moment in time where, you know, the vet out there on the court with him uh, was telling him, hey, man, no, I'm going to throw this right back at you and you're going to shoot it. That Wendell has some PTSD about his shot and that last season, he anytime he caught the basketball, when he managed to catch the basketball last season, he didn't look at the rim. It looked like he, he had eyes like dinner plates, and he immediately panicked and was like, what do I do? And what I need to do is get rid of this yeah. basketball and not shoot it. And that didn't matter if he was behind the three-point line or, like, in the paint or at the elbow. Wherever he was on the floor, as soon as he got the ball, he looked away from the basket. And now he had a training camp and a preseason where his new coach is like, hey, Wendell, launch six threes in this game if you want to. And he's like, are you sure? Like, this feels like a trap. It feels like a trap. I'm pretty sure it's a trap. And then he went, like, one of 16 in the preseason. So, of course, he's hesitant with those I shots. I agree. But he, I, he, he was my bright spot of the whole game. He's he, – I, I mean, 12, not because 12 five, and three because assists. I finally is a saw break. him be a Swiss Army defender. Like, I want, yes. I want him to be the forward – I want him to be the, the center Sean Mayerium. Sean Marini can guard a ton of positions if we switch. If we had a decent team, mm-hmm. and his blocks aren't rim protection, but they're weird, like tips and weird. He's just in your. He's just, he's just busy and he's annoying to play against. He's not going to be an, yeah. an enforcer, but you're bummed. To, he gets weird deflections and steals and blocks, and he had a couple like he had like two like weird blocks on Giannis that weren't like strong blocks, but like I'm behind you and I blocked you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One from behind was clean, and then on another yes. one, he took an and elbow I, in the I, face. I, get, I want Swiss Army Wendell. I, you know, you know, I'm a diehard dance dance, but I got to give it to Wendell. Mm-hmm. His shot though is so fucking funny, and like <laughs> he's not an offensive threat, and that's fine. And that's the problem. He's also he's not a stretch five, and that's why that's the only reason we say don't start him because he just isn't. And yes. That's okay. Yes, but like you are, you could be one of our best defenders and just like yes. be this eraser that like when we need like be a reliever for pitcher and and I don't care if you start, but in the fourth quarter you're on the you're on Giannis. Yeah, there we go. Like, I'm not. It's it's good. I think and then uh, God, I don't want to get in this conversation about Gafford, but that's <laughs> that's that's the one of the reason I'm like when he start because I'm not dependent on Gafford to get me twelve points. I'm not dependent on it. Like I, I have to depend on Wendell to score when he's out there. Like when everybody can't, when Kobe White's struggling, when when uh, Zach Levine is struggling and, and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I need Wendell to hit this three. Man, I need Wendell to hit this free throw line extended pick and pop. I need that stuff. When Gaffer's out there, I'm like, I know that he's gonna get a re- a rebound if somebody's missing, and he's gonna lay it in. Like his free, his field goal percentage tells me that because he shoots in the seventies. Yeah. Like his field goal percentage tells me that yeah. that that's going to happen. So I I just don't like I have to be dependent on him to do those things. But man, it's just it it bothers me that his his mind just still isn't there yet. And and to your point that you said, uh, Matt, about him going one to nineteen, of course he'd have 
you know, he'd be gun shy about it. I, I remember watching Robin Lopez basically decide that he's going to shoot three point shots. And every time he got a wide open three point shot, it was in the air. It didn't matter that it missed, but it was always within the rhythm of the game. And he hasn't learned rhythm yet. He and that's the problem. It, he, like, he the, there's no rhythm. No, he has like, like a he, like a white accountant. He needs to go to school of rock. That's black. That's what you're saying. Me, 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 me. And this is why I think it's like we're asking too much of him. And then when he fails, we're like, dummy. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm asking yeah. too much. I just, I'm just asking him to be confident. We're asking and too much because we're starting him at 6'9 against 7'3 people. That's why. <laughs> And, it, and maybe it's right. just that simple. Like maybe it's just that simple. Yeah. And to that point, and when Dell being hesitant with the threes, uh, you know, our pal seat up just said, if you're a six nine center, you better be a stretch five. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And he's not. That's, he's an undersized center who doesn't know how to shoot. You, you better shoot as good as him. <laughs> and that's not like rude to him. We're not. We don't hate Wendell. We're rooting for Wendell. It's that simple. No. But this Gafford, when I'm telling yeah. Beck this, Big Dave, I'm tired of arguing whose C student is better. <laughs> like at, at your at the high school, like they're both they're both fine. The fact two camps, right? It's like hey. Gafford, yes. Gafford would get an A in shop. Wendell would get an A in philosophy, yes. and they flunk everything else. But for some reason, sh- we think the shop the shop will lead to a trade school. Like, in philosophy, right. it's not going to lead anywhere. Yeah. That's all it is. Oh, my God. We're right. thinking of the that future. And this is coming from two people with theater Peter, degrees, Peter so John and I know what we're talking side. about. My father was theater in history. less than proud. He would never admit it, but if he wasn't, then that's on him. Keep in mind, we've known John for a few years, and we still have yet to see him dance. I mean, and, uh, and I'm a little upset that he hasn't used his degree. I don't want Santa Clara to revoke it because I, if they thought, I'm picturing that like you know oh Republican Party oh. viral Christmas video oh. where everybody got COVID. That's doing awkward white people cuddle. I was like, this is too funny to be real. You know what I'm waiting on? I'm waiting on the BGs to come out and say something about it. It's what I'm waiting Dude. on. We do, not, we do not condone this. We no. are not uh, Republicans are just please, asking for please never do that with our music ever again. And like, then they were like, "No, no, 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 hold up. We want, we want COVID." <laughs> I, I gotta hand it. I gotta hand it to Republicans. Like, they just, they don't quit, man. Like, shout out to Republicans for like, like being wrong all the time. Give us COVID. Oh, so my bright spot tonight is the fact that Billy Donovan's the one talking to him in the locker room. Like, I don't don't have any great positive performances to take from that court tonight. It was ugly. But here's a quote from Billy Donovan postgame. We needed this. I'm hopeful this game made us better. So when I opened the show talking about, you know, taking this game and throwing it in the trash, I was talking about myself as a Bulls fan and my mental health. Let's let's forget this game happened and move on to the next one. Donovan can actually teach these young players something about what went wrong tonight and how to better handle it moving forward. He's talked about how they need to respond better 
uh, and work together when when they you know get hit with a punch like that. A good team comes out. You know, Bucks started this game draining. They were on fire, and you find yourself in a 15, 20 point hole, and you're like, "Holy crap! What do we do?" Donovan will spend this season teaching them and helping them. Like again, it's big picture stuff. It's it's we're six games into a season where if you honestly thought this team was going to flip things around because of a front office change and a head coaching change, as well as a few other, you know, extraneous pieces, player development staff, medical staff. What, what world do you live in? Cause it's not reality and it's not earth. Not earth. This shit was not going to happen overnight, but I'm glad that there is a adult in the room. Now that's my I positive totally, takeaway. I totally agree with you. I, 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 I think he's telling so many like stories of like coaching, you know, being says like so many college stories all the time of like I remember, this reminds me of a game against Pitt, you know like like I yeah I remember we were down we we were down against Wake Forest once and I, I I truly think like he has like actual stories he can tell where Jim Boylan was like I once saw a shiny rock but turns out it was a spoon <laughs> like we actually have someone who like can tell like personal narrative stories of I've been here I know what this is like. And I think that's nice. And I agree with you. I Billy Donovan gets a free pass this whole year for me. I, dude, I just said that today. I just said that today. He gets a pass on me questioning his decisions yep. and stuff that he wants to do. Because I was like, he, you know what? He gets a year. He gets a year before I can even lay into him on stuff. Because weird. everything I've seen has been completely competent. And the year is weird. But everything I've seen it has been competent, right. and I'm like, okay, and I and I know your track record. You know what I mean? I know your resume, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you time to grow because nobody on this team is used to being anywhere near the teams that you have coached. Nobody on this team is used to winning. Right. Nobody on this team knows how to not get down after they're down ten. You know what I mean? They're used to losing. They're used to yeah. being like, we quit. Daniel Gafford said as much last game when he when he was speaking in the post game conference. He was like. In those early games, early in the season, when we got down, we just gave up. That's what we did. He was like, he let you know. That's that's what right. that's the norm for this team. They don't understand what it is to to fight yet. You know what I mean? So they're learning it every day. And, and the same thing obviously goes for the way you talk about the new front office, Big Dave. And you just say, let these guys cook. You know, give Donovan a year to experiment and, and figure some stuff out. Let AK and Eversley, you know, uh, Foolery in the thread saying too many useless players taking up roster spots well, yeah. on his Bulls team. Felicio, yes. Cornette, Archie, Denzel. It's like, you're, hey, we agree. You're, you're we not agree. wrong. We agree. You're not wrong about that. But for fuck's sake, the guy, the guys inherited a mess. A mess and not much talent. So when there was a faction of Bulls Twitter that was ready to, like, chase AK and Eversley out of town because they hadn't fired Jim Boylan yet – I was like, guys, wh- what what are we talking Truly. about? Are you kidding me? You finally got what you wanted. And, and- Let them do their jobs. <laughs> we didn't make some ridiculous trade on draft night or sign some ridiculous free agent. People are like, oh, these new front office guys suck. They're not changing anything. Yes, yes. Give them I, a damn yes, year. Yes, Beck. And also, they're down 40. Are they going to – you want to play Zach? Like, <laughs> Right. It's like, what did you expect them to be like calling up the other 2019? So like, so we've got, we've got Felicio, Cornette, Archie, 
Uh, we also, can maybe throw the, in Hutch in there. Their lowest value. What are you expecting them to trade trash for money? For trash for for not trash? That's, That's not how that like works. Twenty-one minutes all last season. Wow. You think people are going to trade? I'm guessing, but like he did not play, and then he missed the whole last right. season. Like we're, we we had everyone at their lowest. And free agency doesn't exist. No one gets free agents. I hate to break it to you. It's a myth. Stop acting like free agency exists. It doesn't happen. Two, two cities get free agents. No one else does. <laughs> Stop complaining. So what trade can we make when everyone's at their lowest? You want them to not be – you want them to get at least to average. We're down 40. Play Felicio. Mm-hmm. For the love of God, play him. <laughs> If Gaffer tears his ACL down for like what the hell? Hey man, why you got? Come on, let's not say stuff. He, isn't, he has five ACLs. He's fine. He's Gaffer. He's perfect. Um, here's uh, here's the last positive note we'll wrap on, gentlemen. Patrick Williams post game on what it was like to guard Giannis for the first time. My chest is on fire <laughs> from the shoulders he gave me. I mean. You see a potential Giannis stopper in that young kid, 19 years old. Obviously, he, you know, Giannis got the better of him several times tonight, but it was, you know, yeah. lesson one. Welcome to the NBA. Yeah. There's Giannis. Go guard him. No, no one is going to do well the first time they're asked to do that. Um, but, you know, an- another relatively quiet night for Pat Will, uh, you know, box score wise, but. Every time I see that kid make a move, like that running one-handed like bank floater that he had tonight, I was like, dude, all the stock. All the stock in this kid, and I feel really good about it. I agree. Uh, and I know that John feels Guys, good because well, we got wait. the Mavs on deck. So Yeah, I'm not I'm not rooting for the Mavs. Yo, I'm going all in on Mavs, and I'm fine with it because we need this win. We're not even 500 yet. This will make us 500. We need it. Yeah, I, hope, I really like, hope playoffs you. Playoffs are a real – like, we got it. We need it. But I'm nope. so excited for the show. During the match, I was watching. So I was watching. I had, I had bulls on my phone. Miles on the TV today, and then they're both. And it was like mm-hmm. on Sunday, the bulls. I was like, that's Sunday. Sunday. Like, like in two days, I was like so excited. It's like you know what, John? You honestly should come join me and Matt for five minutes while we do the Bears Packers game, oh, just to step in and say what's up, and and then you can leave. I'm not gonna behold you to a whole quarter. Oh, but you never. should come say what's up. And hang out, right. and you know, with us while while we while we drink a bunch of beer yeah, and we yell. I wouldn't like it's, it's going to be a bunch of yelling and drinking, and, and you should just really come in. And How check is it this out. different than the Bulls? <laughs> no, because the yelling there is is a little more sad. Oh, the yeah, yelling for the a deep for the Bears is it's it's still with a hint of possibility. God, <laughs> a hint. Who, who are the, who are the Bears playing? The Packers. Oh, that's this game. The Packers. Oh God. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Season finale. They're oh. already on their way to the playoffs. The Bears need to win to get in. the last Yo, wild card spot. Why the the Packers? But the, and you know they're going to play hard just because it's the Bears too. Yeah. Ugh. Of course they are. But they just lost their they lost their left tackle in practice. He's out for the year. He tore his ACL. And so yeah. Did yeah, you I mean, see you the know, Notre Dame uh, Alabama game at all? I, why? Why would I watch that? Yeah, Notre Dame. I know. Yeah, why would I watch that? I watched it a little My grandmother played like Notre Dame football. It's like I hate it, but anyway, I have to like him. And there was a time in the third quarter. There, it's like twenty-one to seven or twenty-eight to seven, 
and Brian Kelly is like screaming at like the left guard. And I was like, what are you yelling at him? Like it's Alabama. <laughs> like I was like, what that's not gonna inspire him. Like I was like, what are you screaming about? It's Alabama. <laughs> no doubt a party. Right. Brian Kelly, just chill. I mean chill be killed. <laughs> Like the, the coach yeah. of Angola yelling because they're losing a three game by right. forty. Why, why don't you set the pick? <laughs> like, you what are you doing? Guy? Like, just let a team have a night. Like, leave him alone. It's it's Alabama. Come on, man. Alabama. All right. Well, maybe John will pop in and watch us uh, watch the Bears lose. Uh, you know, Big Dave, you said a hint of hope. I I threw the towel on oh, this Bears oh, season like God, six no. weeks ago. And I, <laughs> And I want them to get embarrassed by the Packers one more time, just like they already did this season, so that people finally get fired. I'm not finally get rid of with you, but I have to say hint of hope because mathematically that they really do have hope. Like, so they, they got a chance to get in. That's the only reason I'm saying that, Matt, but I am with you. We and you are together. <laughs> we are together. Oh, if only that were – True in all ways, <laughs> including physically. So I give you a because you always I'm cheer me up. <laughs> all right. Well, we will be back on Sunday for Bulls Mavs. We'll uh, give John a tranquilizer <laughs> before tip off to make sure he doesn't lose his mind. <laughs> uh, just a reminder if you ever miss these shows live, you can always catch the Bulls Outcasts podcast that we're putting out through the Ball on Bulls podcast network, wherever you get your podcast. Also on that Ball on Bulls YouTube channel, you can catch all these episodes archived there. For Big Dave and John, I'm Matt. Happy New Year, everybody. We will try again on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.